So uh, here we are, back for uh, another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast, and uh, glad to have our guest for this week, um, PGA Tour winner Jim Herman. Um, Jim won the uh, Shell Houston Open earlier this year in thrilling fashion, um, beating the likes of Henrik Stenson and Dustin Johnson down the stretch um, to win his first uh, PGA Tour event. So, Jim, thanks for uh, coming on. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on, and I uh, look forward to talking uh, some some golf and, uh, you know, what's coming up for myself in the next couple months and what's happened. Um, it'll be fun. Great, great. So um, I think one of the things that I find the most interesting with all pro golfers is um, kind of the journey and how the highs and lows of golf in general, um, while there's, you know, those instant success stories such as, Jordan Spieth, for a lot of guys, it takes a while. And uh, as we all, as golfers, have felt there are highs and lows, and, you know, it really kind of can kick you while you're down. And I think you, you've you got just a very unique story, um, one where, you know, you, you gave it a go right out of college and, you know, you came back uh, for a second run at it. And I'd love to just kind of hear um, from, from your perspective about, you know, getting to the tour and, you know, some of the great moments, some of the low moments, and, you know, kind of what you were thinking on, on your uh, journey. Yeah, well, uh, you know, unlike the uh, instant success stories, like, uh, you know, like you said, Jordan's been um, outstanding and just right out of, right out of you know, a year of college. And uh, um, there's a lot of us that uh, it's, it's a struggle. And uh, I think it's more common to have the struggles than the instant success stories. And, uh you know, a lot of the struggles then don't even lead to, uh, you know, any time on the tour or, uh, you know, maybe just a few years on the web and that's it, that you're, you're in and out. And, uh, um, you know, just perseverance. I, you know, I got a Cincinnati in 2000, moved to South Florida, um, going to chase the mini tours and see if I could, uh, get through, uh, the PGA Tour qualifying school in the fall. And, uh, that was the summer of 01, um, I moved to Florida, played Golden Bear Tour, and, you know, just had a very, you know, common summer, just made a lot of cuts playing mini tours and uh, got through first stage of Q school and was very close at second stage. I think I was um, well within the number uh, going into the final round um, at second stage of Q school, and that's the stage that uh, everyone dreads. It's, uh, you have to get through to get the finals, and, uh, you, ha- and you, ha- you would have status either on the – nationwide at the time or it might have been by dot com, I don't remember the name then, but uh um you or you'll have PJ tour status and if you don't get through you're you know back to playing mini tours or whatever you were doing before with no uh real certainty of your golf future. So uh unfortunately for me I didn't get through that first year and uh nor did it my second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time either. So it was uh it was frustrating, um, you know. So what do you do? I played four years of mini tours of just strictly playing golf and nothing else. Um, you know, just working at, at a club, um, the PJ Village, just for a place to play, and uh, you know where I could play, call home and practice. And um, you know, just couldn't get through second stage of Q school. So um, got in the golf business. I was an assistant professional at the PJ Village, and then. Uh, uh, Went to New Jersey and uh, started. I was an assistant there at the Trump National, and uh, um, this is in '07 now, so '06 and '07 I'm in New Jersey, and uh, finally 
that second year at Trump, uh, I was able to get through Q school. You know, I was still going to Q school every year, but uh, I was finally able to get through and get some status on the web.com or the nationwide tour, as it was, as it was called at the time, um, and started my touring uh, touring life, um, my touring golf life at, uh, in, starting in 08. And I've been playing on tour, either on the web.com or the PGA Tour, uh, ever since. So pretty much the last uh, nine years, I had uh, four years on the nationwide tour and then uh, the past five years on the uh, PGA Tour. So it's uh, pretty... Uh, pretty long journey I'm 38 and uh you know having completed my fifth year on tour i don't know you know what how that stacks up with others if uh you know after five years if you'd be a lot younger or uh i'm sure it'd be much younger than uh you know 38 so um yeah I everyone think takes their own everyone takes their own road and that, that's my road and uh you know proud of it and uh you know i wouldn't have it any other way that's uh i think that's a good point it's just you know, it's everybody's journey. Um, do you think that, you know, in the time you were away and you're being, when you're in the system pro, uh, business, do you think the time away helped when you made like kind of that second comeback? I think it, one of the things I find unique is that, you know, you, you kind of hung them up and then came back out. Um, do you think the time away really helped you gain, gain perspective? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I guess I, put the dream of being on tour um, aside for about, you know, 10, 11 months of the year. And then uh, uh, then once Q school, uh, the time to send in Q school money and, you know, think about it, I was, you know, then I got back into it. But, yeah, I definitely was committed to uh, being a golf professional and uh, got in the PGM program with the PGA of America. And uh, I was starting down that road and I was going to be very content with that. And, uh uh, I, I love golf and I was, you know, going to be very content being a, a club professional. And, uh, um, but I knew there was always, you know, there was always two school at the end of the year. And I knew I could, you know, find a way to raise some money and, uh, you know, pay the $4,000 every year for that. And, uh, I still had a chance. And, uh, but yeah, like you said, definitely appreciated it a little, a little bit more once I got out, um, on the, on the web.com playing full full time again and um and then if uh, I would have cut out right there after the first couple of years of uh of trying. Mm-hmm. So um love to talk a little bit about your win at Houston um this year. Um obviously for those that don't know about Jim's career, he's he's kind of like a cut machine so he makes a ton of cuts. Um, hadn't been in you know deep contention a lot on the on the tour. Had had a couple really good finishes, but uh, nowhere where he was you know in in the lead late on Sunday. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit about you know kind of what was I always think about you know when I'm playing in tournament golf what other guys are thinking about. So I'd love to hear you know a little bit about you know what was going on in your head um, as you were trying to close out that. Uh, that tournament and uh, coming down the stretch, you know, you played a great final round um, and really kind of closed the door on world-class players like Stenson and, and Dustin Johnson. Sure. That's a great question. Well, um, you know, this, my years on tour were not exactly um, fantastic. Like you're saying, I'm making plenty of cuts, but uh, just not having anything um, fantastic. No, no, you know, I had one top five, um, prior to 
to winning. And, uh, you know, it's, to, to say that it's not easy, um, to, to contend on the tour, but, uh, um, that being said, you know, I was having a pretty decent career. This was, uh, you know, pretty good for, um, you know, someone at 38 years old and, you know, made it out a little bit later. I was going to be, you know, fully vested on the tour, having played, uh, five years on the, on the tour. So, you know, things weren't that bad. I was, I was an anonymous player. There's a lot of us out there that are, you know, that fill the, fill the field. And, uh, you know, you have your superstars every week and then, you know, there's a hundred and usually 156 golfers playing on the tour. So each week and, um, you know, it can, you can get lost out there and no one really knows who you are. And, uh, but we all know that we have the talent and the capability of, uh, contending and, uh, you know, you just have to put yourself in position as many times as you can. So, um, having said that, uh, you know, I finished fourth at, uh, New Orleans last year. I kind of came up on, on a, you know, a 36 hole Sunday afternoon and, you know, I didn't have the pressure of the final groups or anything like that. Um, you know, put two great rounds together and, uh, was able to finish fourth and, uh, that really, um, helped, uh, jumpstart my, summer or i mean just really keep my card last year that pretty much solidified it and uh but i also had a seventh at uh honda um earlier in the year and played 36 holes with phil mickelson uh you know it's put into the pressure um of playing with uh one of the superstars of the game and uh i was able to you know play really well with him and and hold my own so i knew if i was in when i got myself into contention i was going to be able to uh to uh, handle the pressure, and uh, Houston started out like any other week. Um, I played well on on round one. Um, round two was a was was some weather delays, and uh, we had to come back on Saturday morning. And this was probably the key uh, for Houston. Was uh, you know I was like in 25th position with four four holes to go to finish my round on Friday, or my my second round on we finished on Saturday morning, and I birdied two of my final four. And, uh, moved inside the top 10 and, uh, you know, I was able to regroup and get a little, uh, um, you know, a couple hours off after, between the two rounds and, uh, you know, it was in third or fourth last pairing and it was, a um, just a really good solid round for that Saturday round, but I was able to get up and down on the final hole on 18 to, uh, um, cap off a really solid round and, uh, uh, get myself in the final pairing. So that was, uh, really, really want, something I was hoping I could do. Um, you never know what's going to happen in the final pairing, but uh, I wanted to put myself in position. You know, it's, uh, that's, uh, what we're, what we're out there to do is to see how we're going to, um, compete at the highest level. And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome being off, you know, final group on a Sunday on the tour. And, uh, lo and behold, you know, things went my way and I was able to handle the pressure and, you know, be holding the trophy at the end of the at the end of the tournament. Uh-huh. That's that's cool. It's, uh, so, would you say that you know, kind of nerves going into a round was that the you know most you felt, or you know, I hear from a lot of people the first tee shot in their first U.S. Open is always you know really jittery. Um, sure. You know, kinda, how how did it compare to some other big moments in your career? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll agree that uh, you know playing in U.S. Opens are uh, pretty fantastic. They're great feelings and uh, very nervous on first tees. Um, you know, uh, my first my first PJ Tour event was was awesome. Played in the uh, in the U.S. Open. That was my first PJ Tour event. Um, you know, that was uh, in 2010, and uh, 
very nervous. But uh, it was more the night before, you know, just getting the uh, the Saturday night in the final group. Um, I was tied for the lead. There were a bunch of people right behind us, um, behind Jamie and I. And, uh, you know, I wasn't going to just be able to go out and shoot even par. I was going to have to go win it. So um, it's not like I had a multiple shot lead and it was mine to lose. Uh, I just happened to be in the, the final pairing and uh, I was going to have to go shoot a good round. So I wasn't... Um, too consumed with uh, that kind of pressure, but uh, just it's you can't help but uh, answer the phone uh, or read the text or the emails and the tweets and the Facebook, and uh, you know everyone's telling you you're going to do it. It's a great confidence boost, but uh, you know you're kind of getting ahead of ahead of yourself, and you got to just uh, um, put that aside. And you know I was able to do that. I was able to get some good rest. Um, I slept pretty well Saturday night. And, uh, you know, I had a good breakfast. Everything was great. And, uh, you know, um, my nerves have been pretty good the last few years. Uh, I'd say I was more nervous uh, a few years ago if I had been in that position. Uh, my short game was definitely not up to uh, tour quality. And uh, I was just really having some struggles with that. And uh, if I wouldn't have been able to get some help with my short game uh, the last few years, uh, I definitely would have uh, would not been able to close it out because there were some some shots that uh, just like the up and down on 18 on Saturday, um, I wouldn't have been able to hit, and then uh, obviously I chipped on 16 to uh, pretty much seal uh, or to get the lead and put myself in great position. So uh, those were the things that were holding me back. Those that's where I've been most nervous with them missing a green or uh, um, you know. My my putter was fantastic that week, so I, you know I wasn't even nervous with uh, with the final you know the final putts. I know I had a short one, um, left one pretty short on 17, but I felt really good uh, over the ball and was able to knock it in. And then uh, two putts to win is not an easy thing. Um, yeah, when that ball, when I hit that shot on on 18, <laughs> um, my approach, I was really hoping it would it would crest the uh, hill and start trickling down and leave myself just a short two putt, but. Uh, is what it is, and I was able to get it done. And uh, I mean, just what a feeling! I was uh, overrun with emotion. I'm sure it came out on the TV, but uh, um, what a feeling! Um, you know, that's something that I've been trying to uh, accomplish uh, ever start ever since I started playing golf. Uh, you know, you junior golf and into high school and college, you you dream of the tour and um, someday being uh, just a member or making the tour, and then. You know, to, to call myself a PGA Tour winner is just uh, awesome and fantastic. Yeah, I mean that's it's really cool. I mean, it's the the I guess the next pinnacle is probably a major champion, but I mean, just getting to where you're at right now is is pretty darn good. Um, so something I, I'm curious about, just from my so I I look at I self-examine all the time my game and playing just in amateur tournaments around you know the state of Illinois. And I look at some of our top flight amateur players, and and then I look at my game, and it's and you know something that you hit on that I think you know I always look at is like you know I think the short game is always the difference between me and some of the top players where you know they're able to manufacture scores. Do you feel like that's kind of the you know at the PGA Tour is that the big differentiator as well? Um, uh, yes, it it is. Um, Jordan Spieth is is putting so well and uh, he puts himself in contention um it seems like every week because he puts so well uh jason day is like number one in putting right now uh, so i know he drives it so well and the irons are so well but he when he's putting he's unbeatable 
Um, you know, Dustin Johnson drives it so well, but I think he's number one in short irons in, mm-hmm. in his wedge game. And if that continues, we're all in trouble. So, um, <laughs> it's, I mean, Phil Mickelson, uh, you know, he'll talk about how many, how few fairways he hits and, you know, just gets it around the green. And, you know, he's, his short game is so good. You know, it, you know, I don't have that, I don't have that ability to miss, um, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight fairways and miss these greens. I just don't have the, uh, the, uh, short game to, to get up and down from all the spots that he's doing. So it's, there, you know, you, you gotta play to your strengths and I know that I'm a better iron player from fairways. So I definitely stick to my strengths of hitting the fairway and then giving myself uh, my best chance for birdies from the fairway and, uh, um, low stress rounds. So I definitely try to play to my strengths as well as I can. Um, cause I know when I look back at tournaments and I look at my fairways or my, uh, greens percentage hit, and if it's, if it's down under 60%, I know I'm not going to be, uh, um, anywhere near the in contention just due to the fact I don't get it up and down as many times as they do. So, um, that's definitely something I work on. I work on it every week. Um, uh, work on the short game with a teacher. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, definitely something you have to have. It's, uh, I mean, we all drive the ball uh, reasonably well, and uh, um, everyone hits it 300 yards now. It seems like, and uh, um, but you got to be able to chip and putt. Yeah, that's. I think. I mean, where you can gain the most most strokes on the field is consistently getting up and down, and you know, making yeah. birdies with wedges. You know, a great drive might gain you a tenth of a shot, but you know, mm-hmm. versus not getting up and down from a easy spot will lose you a whole shot on the field. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that was the thing. It was just just routine up and downs. You got to get them, you know, ninety percent. You got to get them uh, up and down. I mean, mm-hmm. the hard ones are going to be, you know, fifty percent. You know, you'll struggle, but it's it's just the just the easy ones. You got to be um, um, better than at the easier shots, and uh, um, we're we're getting there. We're making a lot of progress, so it's good. That's true. So um, I guess you know. Obviously, with the win, you get the two-year exemption, which is just huge. Um, you've got the PGA Tour winner status, which can, you know, get you into tournaments for a long time. And then, obviously, you've now gotten yourself into some, you know, the Masters, the, you know, and uh, into some of the WGC events. So, uh, tell me about, you know, kind of how just regular day life has changed and, you know, um, what your kind of what the best thing about being a PGA Tour winner has been? Well, life definitely uh, changed that uh, first week in April. Um, no longer anonymous, you know, at, at tour events, and uh, um, you know everyone knows who you are now, and uh, it's it's pretty pretty much a great feeling to uh, have a crowd, uh, you know, cheering for you. That uh, you know. You know they know who you are now, and uh you know they you can't really um put a uh you can't really state how much that uh helps you when you're you know playing you know it's um it's just a great feeling so um you know getting asked for autographs uh you know outside of the golf course people know who you are at uh, you know restaurants and things like that that's just a, that's been a big change for me and uh um, I've embraced it, and uh, I, I can't imagine how the uh, superstars in this game or any other sport, uh, how they handle it, uh, 
Um, I mean, it's just unreal, the, the demands that they have on their time. And uh, um, it's uh, I don't have that, that problem, but it's it's been pretty exciting just to have those things happen to me, uh, you know, at the golf course and off the golf course. But uh, other than that, I'm still the same guy. Nothing uh, for me has changed. I just, um, you know, I was, uh, like I said, I was having a pretty – boring five-year career on on the pga tour and uh i was you know my um one of my best friends uh is telling me you know that uh you know you're just doing you're doing you're doing great five years on tour you're gonna have a pension uh from the pga tour i mean what have i ever i would have loved to have said uh you know you're gonna play on the tour for five years and and that's it and ne- never win i would have taken that so um i thought i was having a pretty pretty solid career playing golf the last nine nine years uh professionally five on the pga tour pretty pretty exciting stuff but then to uh throw a win um on is just uh, just amazing and uh you know two more years on the tour guaranteed and uh you know i'm i'm gonna have played all the all four majors in one year um you know i'm in the open next week and uh um pga to follow up a few weeks after that that just uh things i would never even uh thought were possible and uh now here they are um those are the only things that have really changed on my end is just uh the tournaments i've gotten in um as a result of the win and uh just not having to look very far down the fedex cup list uh, <laughs> to see my name that's that's a pretty that's a pretty cool feeling less scrolling is always better that's right um so uh you know with uh with the open coming up next week uh, why don't you talk us through, you know, how you're preparing differently for, you know, the weather conditions, the the style of golf, and kind of your experience so far with Lynx golf in your life and career. Well, um, uh, spend the summer with my wife, my wife and my kids. We spend it in uh, Philadelphia with uh, her mom and dad. It's just easy to travel out of Philly, and we can get to a lot of locations easier from here than we do in South Florida. Uh, and it's not as hot on a regular basis as it is in Florida. So we're up here, and uh, I'm going to play a few great golf courses um, here the next few days. And uh, I've been very fortunate to know some members at uh, great clubs here in Philly. Um, and, uh, you know, Marion being being one of them, it's one of my all-time favorite golf courses. So I'm going to play out there on Friday. And uh, um, another um, hidden gem here in Philly uh um, Rolling Green Country Club. Uh, I think I'm playing there tomorrow, and that's uh, so a William Flynn, just a great golf course. It'll be my first time around there. Um, so I'm not playing anything anything different with golf courses, but uh, you know, while I'm playing, I'm probably gonna uh, just be uh, aware of uh, how high I'm peeing it. I know uh, we'll definitely try to keep the keep the tee shots lower. Um, I'm probably gonna just take my hybrid out and not even uh, have it with me. Um, cause I'm pretty sure I'm going to be using a three iron or a two iron instead of a hybrid. And, uh, just with, uh, when I'm around greens, I'm probably just going to be aware of just going low. I know we'll be, um, putting the ball on the, on the, uh, ground as much as possible. But, uh, one other thing is, uh, just having been over there, uh, the bunkers get really deep and severe. So, um, you know, just going to put in some practice here at home, just getting my bunker shots up as quickly as possible i know that uh you know the sod face bunkers over there are just just brutal so um those are just a few things and uh but other than that it's uh it's just going to be um it's going to be great uh I, you know, my first my first open championship and uh um 
Royal Troon looks like it uh, is quite the test. Um, it's uh, your classic out and in um, course. I think the first uh, seven are straight out, pushing stamp on the eighth, and, and then it turns around and then it starts coming back. And I uh, heard that when you come back, you better have been under par on your way out because you're going to give it back on the, on the way in. So yeah. um, it's, uh, it's uh, I hear we're going to have some weather, so it's going to be in the 50s, 60s, and kind of rainy, and, uh, you know, it's probably par for the course over there uh, during most of the Opens. Uh, I've been over to Scotland once, uh, took a trip with a, fr- a couple friends of mine, and uh, we were over on the other side of Scotland, we were at St. Andrews and Carnoustie and Muirfield and uh, Aberdeen, and uh, played some really great golf courses over there, but uh, so I have an idea of what uh, Scottish golf is all about. Uh, we also took a trip to... Uh, England and played the uh, Rota courses in uh, Northern England, uh, Royal Lytham and St. Anne's and Hoylake and uh, Royal Birkdale. Uh, and those were just some fabulous golf courses. But uh, looking forward to it. Uh, my wife's going to go with me and uh, just the, the two of us and my caddy will be over there with us as well. Um, but looking forward to the test of the British Open and, uh, and seeing how I can do and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you just got to channel that drive you hit on 18 at uh, Houston. Is that low <laughs> bullet? That thing was yep. awesome. Yeah, definitely need more of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, going back to golf courses, uh, we're I'm I'm really into golf course architecture. I think um, oh, great. it's a uh, kind of avenue of further enjoyment of the game that more and more people need to get into. Um, and uh, I'd love to hear. Kind of your favorite tour stops from a golf course perspective, um, you know, whether you play well at the course or not, you know, and uh, then also kind of your favorite courses that you've gotten the chance to play um, across the country and world as uh, in, in the golf, you know, as a golf pro. Well, I've been very fortunate. Uh, I'm going to start off there to uh, before I was on tour, you know, I worked in some, in South Florida, and then I, uh, I obviously worked in um, uh, New Jersey, and was very fortunate to be able to play a lot of golf, great golf courses in New Jersey. Spent my time there, and uh, um, just became a fan of the architecture um, side of golf uh, at that time as well. And uh, played a lot of C.B. McDonald and uh, Seth Rainers in the Northeast, and uh, mm-hmm. um, then get your there's a lot of Donald Rosses up there as well. So yeah. uh, a couple courses right there in Jersey that I loved uh, were um, Somerset Hills and uh, Mountain Ridge. And uh, just those are two of my all-time favorites there in New Jersey. And then uh, here spent a lot of time in Philly and uh, very, like I said before, very fortunate to uh, know some members. And uh, they've been very gracious and have me out. And, uh, you know, just Hugh Wilson's Marion is just, uh, just a gem. I love it there. Um, love playing there and it's uh, um, just a treat and then uh, you know we have so many other great ones Aronimic and Philly Cricket and uh, just across the way in New Jersey with Pine Valley and uh, um, such <laughs> such a hotbed for golf up here and golf, great golf courses and great golf architecture and uh, very blessed to uh, be able to uh, um, get around there get around on those courses here in the summer yeah, but, but uh, on I'm, I'm sorry, on tour there's obviously uh my my a couple of my favorites are Pebble Beach. Um how can you not like Pebble Beach? Um 
it's just uh I, I played my first open at Pebble and uh um you know, just love playing the AT and T there every year. And then uh Donald Ross down in uh Greensboro at the Sedgefield is uh, just one of my other favorites. Uh um don't uh um don't know if I'm going to play there this year or not, but uh, it's always one of my favorite spots. And then uh, got to got to throw in the Golf Club of Houston now is one of my favorite tour stops, <laughs> yeah. favorite tour courses. So um, you know, it's uh, they they have it uh, manicured just just so we can get ready for Augusta, and they do a great job. Every every blade of grass is uh, perfectly maintained, and uh, um, it's it's just a great great venue. A lot of risk reward holes and. Uh, um, and then non-tour um, golf courses, I think uh, I have a, a fondness for uh, Trump National in uh, Bedminster, New Jersey. Um, haven't worked there a few years, and uh, they're going to be uh, hosting the Women's Open next summer, and uh, then the Men's PGA in uh, 2022. So it'll fit into a, being a tour course at some point. But uh, uh, obviously, uh, his best work, uh, Trump's best work. Uh, um, is at Trump National Bedminster, and then uh, uh, great course back home in Cincinnati, uh, Coldstream Country Club. Um, Camargo gets a lot of the love for the finest golf course in Cincinnati, but I think Coldstream might be uh, my favorite. Uh, it's definitely my favorite. I have uh, a little bias there. I won the City Amateur Tournament there, um, but uh, Dick Wilson is just a great, great golf course there, and then. Uh, one of my favorite ones in Florida is Jupiter Hills. Um, um, George Fazio design and uh, um, just has lots of character and uh, plenty of elevation for being right, um, you know, a quarter mile from the ocean. And, and yeah, that, that place. In Juno Beach. I drive by it all the time, and I mean, it's amazing how many hills they have there versus the rest of the terrain in, the, in that area. It's so flat, and you know that course has so many hills. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I haven't gotten to play a ton of golf in the Northeast and, and, uh, I'm heading out to Philly in a couple of weeks for a wedding and I'm flying out a few days early and going to get some, some courses in out there. So that's, that'll be exciting. But, uh, in terms of, um, kind of favorite architects, you've hit on a few, um, you know, kind of who stands out as your favorite architects? Well, I mean, having played a, a bunch of the CB McDonald Seth Rainers, uh, uh, they, um, you know, they're you see their work most uh, as you travel um, all over the country. I know they did so many golf courses um, across the uh, country, and uh, their their work is, uh, you know, you just can't uh, get a better design than uh, you know, like that Redan the Redan hole that they have. Uh, um, there's so many great Redans. Um, Chicago Golf Club has maybe the hardest hardest Redan par three in the country. Uh, Camargo has a great Redan. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, we just did a big piece on Redans. Uh, we're doing. We're. I, I'm writing like detailed um, kind of detailed articles with overviews of all the template holes and then extensive pictures of different clubs and their version of the Redan. I, I mean, I think it's so cool how they have these template holes and, you know, you look at them from course to course and they're different, but they're, you know, kind of the same. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's just observing how they use the land so much differently is uh, is the coolest part about it, I think. Oh, it sure is. And then just for people that uh, don't know, uh, and I didn't know, like when you see the Brits fall, um, you know, I was playing Camargo in Cincinnati in the U.S. Amateur Qualifier. I'm just always wondering about this, you know, what is this, you know, eight-foot dip in the green I mean, or in front of the green like what is that about and then you just learn about it and read up and uh it's, it's such a great feature and it's all over the golf courses uh you know um and the, the and like you said in the template holes across the country and uh there's so many great baritz holes as well and, uh so unique and uh like you said they they had their template but uh they you know they used the land that they were given and blended it in and uh um it's uh, I, I just enjoy playing those those golf courses and um especially uh uh like I said I think Camargo is a is a great one there in Cincy and uh, Chicago golf was uh, one of my one of my all time favorites. Yeah, that's the uh as a Chicagoan, it's the one course that I haven't checked off here and just driving me. You nuts. won't be disappointed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's uh every year I just cross my fingers that this is the year that I'll somehow get invited out there but it's uh you just gotta sit and wait. It's a waiting game for a lot of the, the great golf courses. Um sure is. But um yeah so in terms of kinda I always am curious with different tour pros, what what do you do in your downtime when you're at a say a tournament in Reno or, you know, in uh in Las Vegas like not maybe not Las Vegas, but you know, these these uh, tournaments, you know, when you're not playing, what are you doing for the most part? So you mentioned two favorite, you know, any any course that has a casino gives yeah. you uh, lots of lots of opportunity for entertainment. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I'm probably like 90% of the PGA Tour golfers, we all like to gamble. So uh, if there's a casino nearby, we're always in there just playing some blackjack, just passing the time. But, uh, um you know, on the road, it, it all depends if my family's with me or not. If I'm alone, um, it just seems like I'm pretty low-key. I watch a lot of movies or, uh, you know, a lot of Netflix in the room and uh, get a lot of takeout and, you know, burrito joints, uh, Chipotle <laughs> or Moe's, and uh, I'm very, very easy. So um, I don't do a whole lot. It's pretty sad, <laughs> actually, when you think about it. But uh, if the family's with me, we try to get out and, you know, get something. Uh, you know, we're just planning planning the uh, the day around the kids and uh, and my golf schedule. So, um, you know, we do as much as we can together. And uh, if I can't join them, I love when my wife takes – we have a 6-year-old and 2-year-old – uh, to the zoos and uh, in each city or in D.C. a couple weeks ago, they went to the uh, uh, Air and Space Museum um, and uh, just great things for them to uh, to experience. And uh, but we we definitely like the zoos in each town. The kids love the animals and uh, uh, downtime at home when I'm not playing. Um, you know, I just try to do whatever I can to be with the family. Um, Depends if it's a summer or, or in school. My daughter will be in first grade, so uh, you know it'll be hard for them to travel as much. Um, once that starts back up in late August, um, to be honest, I play a lot of golf when I'm home, and you know it's uh, I can turn the switch off and on uh, between tournament golf and casual golf. I love playing. I just love playing golf with uh, friends, and uh, you know um, 
it's just uh, always been a part of my life, and it'll it'll continue to be a part of my life after touring's over or um, when I'm when I'm at home. Um, do a lot of fantasy fantasy sports and uh, um, really enjoy following that stuff. And I'm just a sports fan in general, so um, might as well do the fantasy on top of it. So yeah. Um, the, ba- the Bengals. You gotta be a Bengals fan, right? Who they? I'm definitely a Bengals fan. So uh, it's uh, it's been uh, hard at times, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna break through um, this year. We're gonna get get deep into the playoffs this year. So we're uh, we've been close the last five years, but uh, we're gonna do it. So yeah. That's, uh, Reds are Reds are struggling right now, so it's all in the Bengals. So. Yeah, yeah, my Cubbies are uh, beating up the Central team. So Cubs are doing well. They're killing the Reds today, I think already. Yeah. Um, so I got a couple um, questions. If you if you got a little bit more time uh, from our uh, some of our uh, readers, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Uh, thanks again for taking the time. But um, so from Stuart Smith, uh, he wants to know: Is the driver close to being obsolete on the PGA Tour when classic courses are the host? Well, you definitely see that. Um, you know, let's just take Plainfield last year for the Barclays. Um, you know, a classic Donald Ross, and I was using uh, hybrid quite a bit. So um, when they pinch the pinch the fairways and the bunkers are positioned uh, like they are, um, yeah, there's not going to be a whole lot of drivers. Uh, except for, um, you know, the guys that hit driver no matter what. I think Dustin is a uh, one guy that uh, is going to hit the driver no matter what. So, um, you know, he showed you at, at Oakmont. I don't know how, um, you know, Oakmont was just impossible if you did not drive it in the fairway. And uh, he drove it long and he drove it straight. So um, when that's your best, if that's your straightest club, you'll always continue to hit driver. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, we don't go to, there's only a handful of, uh, tournaments that go to classic courses. So I don't think that's going to be much of an issue on the tour, uh, anymore. I mean, we play a lot of TPCs and, uh, um, you know, just golf clubs like, uh, Houston that were made for drivers and, you know, they're stretching them out 7,500 yards. Um, you know, like a congressional, we just played congressional 75, 7,600 yards. It's, uh, that's the norm. I think, uh, we get some golf courses like, uh, Hilton Head, uh, um, you know, where you really have to position your ball well. And, uh, um, you know, even a course like, uh, what we just played in, uh, um, in Akron, that's Firestone. Uh, Firestone. You know, with the there's a lot of overgrown trees, and uh, you got to be positioned pretty well. Um, and we definitely hit some hybrids and three woods off tees. I think uh, hit three wood on 18, um, three of the four days, and uh, you know you just got to be positioned uh, pretty well. So um, yeah, it is unfortunate with the uh, with the length of uh, the drives these days that uh, some courses are becoming. Uh, uh, obsolete uh, for PGA Tour or major golfs, and uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know what the answer is going to be, but uh, the ball is yeah. going a long way. Well, it's, you know, and like you said, for you, you got to be in the fairway to hit the greens, and that's your keys to good tournaments. So, you know, for yeah, you know, the driver might you know not make as much sense at a tighter golf course because you want to hit the fairway. Sure. 
Um, so in terms of uh, – so we have another question from Micah, Michael Caroselli here. Um, he wants to know in terms of uh, pre-round routine on the range and putting green, um, you know, kind of what your, your pre-round routine is and how many drivers you hit on the range before a round. Okay. Uh, great question. Uh, I, I arrive at the uh, putting green an hour before my te- my starting time. And I take about 10 minutes of, uh, of just long speed drills, just no, no specific, uh, amount, but, uh, just seems like it always ends up be about 10, 10 minutes and, uh, just working on pace, just trying to get some, uh, feel and, uh, you know, working on just some longer putts, 20 footers, 30 footers, just back and forth and, uh, just kind of just letting out some, um, you know, the nerves and, uh, just an easy way to start into your, uh, uh, routine and then, uh, just depending if the, if they have a pitching green or a chipping green nearby, uh, I'll move on to that next and hit a few bunker shots as well, another 10 or so minutes and, um, and then, uh, move on to the range and, uh, good, you know, good 20 minutes of, uh, uh, of full shots. Um, just go right up the bag from, um, the lop wedge. Um, usually go every other club and, uh, you know, just five or six balls with each club and, uh, Again, once you get to the the woods, it's uh, there's no set amount, um, but usually it'll end up being about uh, six to seven drivers, and uh, it usually takes up about 20 to 30 minutes. And uh, head back to the putting green for um, a quick little uh, um, run through of um, you know inside 10 feet, inside five feet, just seeing the ball, you know, get onto uh, some straight putts, just seeing the ball going in the hole, and uh, um, just getting your confidence up and getting ready to go. So no uh, specific number of shots, but uh, it just seems to work out the same way each time. Yeah, that's, that's kind of similar to, you know, a lot you hear. It's uh, a little bit of everything and just really building confidence, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Well, we really appreciate the time that you were able to give us, especially, you know, a week before a big major. Um, we'll be pulling for you. Um, over there, and then uh, what's uh, when you get done with the British? What's the schedule look like there on out? Yeah, it's a pretty packed summer. Um, we had the 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 Open, and then we had the, we had the U.S. Open, and then we had the Bridgestone, and um, now with uh, Greenbrier was canceled, uh, which was this week due to the flooding. And oh my goodness, that was just terrible. Hopefully, uh, um, everything gets cleaned up down there, and. Uh, um, but off to, off to the open and then, um, uh, just trying to put together the final, uh, um, thoughts on the schedule. I've got Canada right after the open, whether I'm playing it or not, I got to make that decision this week and then, uh, um, and then right into the PGA championship. Yeah. So, um, if I play all, if I play Canada, I'll play these three weeks and it'll be three great uh, tournaments, three great venues. And, uh, and then, um, then it's going to be a little bit of off time to get, um, Get back to Florida, get settled, get my daughter ready for uh, for uh, first grade, and then uh, the playoffs will be starting up. So um, there'll be three three events: uh, Travelers, um, John Deere, and the Greensboro um, Greater Greensboro. But I'll probably play one of them. Um, Greensboro being more than likely the uh, the one that I might play uh, right before the playoffs, and then it's uh, four weeks of playoffs. Uh, hopefully, I'm you know looking good to be in uh, the first three events: uh, the Barclays. Uh, the Deutsche Bank and 
Oh, the BMW, BMW. Uh, in Indiana. I think it's in the Indiana this year, Crooked Stick, uh, not yeah. in Chicago this year. But uh, looking He's, forward uh, to that. It's close to home. Uh, I'm sure I'll have a lot of family and friends out from Cincinnati and uh, look forward to that and uh, trying to get into the uh, Tour Championship. That's been my uh, – uh, I've got two goals left uh, on the year. I've accomplished a lot this year, but uh, finishing the top 30 – uh, and making the Tour Championship, and then obviously uh, making the Ryder Cup to be the uh, um, the final goal. So we'll see if we can uh, we can uh, get those two, and uh, yeah, we'll be, be an aw- just be an awesome year. Yeah, it's already been a good one, and hopefully uh, it could be a great one with a you know you get another win or another couple of top fives in there, and that's uh, definitely a possibility, right? That's right. It's all it's all good stuff. So it's uh, very blessed to be on the tour, and uh, um, you know, just winning was uh, just fabulous, and uh, really uh, proud of the hard work that went into it. But uh, um, thanks for having me on, and uh, it's just great talk, and love talking uh, golf and uh, golf architecture and uh, everything that is that the that this great game of golf offers. So yeah, let us know if you're in town, and we'll uh, we'll go uh, we'll get you out to some. Uh, some of the courses up here, and then uh, yeah. So look forward to look forward to watching you this uh, next week at the British. And uh, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. 